This is Shane Gibson's Closing Bigger sales podcast from ClosingBigger.net. Today's topic is what is a sales lead? And it's a topic which I discuss consistently with sales professionals. And it is all across the board. Some of them will indiscriminately prospect and put everybody in their sales funnel or list. Uh, others truly, I believe, are dreaming as they're out there prospecting the top 2% of prospects in their market when they're not really ready for them at that time or don't have something that's of value for those prospects. There's a whole bunch of people in between and there's a whole bunch that are inconsistent as well. I think it's really key to define this. Simvoli.com, S-Y-M-V-O-L-L-I.com is an organization that has a sales management or sales process management system. And uh, on their blog, uh, Nesh Thompson uh, often talks about this topic. In addition to this, more recently, uh, there was a podcast done by George Petrie called Why Do Salespeople Follow Every Lead They're Given? And this kind of made me think about this, and I thought, you know what? I made a couple comments, but I thought I should really weigh in on this topic because it's something that comes up a lot, and it's, to a large degree, it's the old computer programming statement, garbage in, garbage out. And what they're really talking about is the quality of input into a system is really what's going to be an output or create the output overall. And that goes down to prospecting as well. So is this a lead? What is a lead? I think to a large degree, this is the first step in any great sales process. The first step, defining who your ideal prospects are. Now, I often ask audiences, what's the difference between a dream client and an A category, which I call absolute client? And there's often many answers. And the real answer for me is a dream client is a prospect you would love to have. But an absolute client or an ideal client that 20% or this gives you 80% of your business is a client that would love to have you as well. So I think this is the number one priority is that when we say, what is a sales lead? Often we think that as, as we look at it, the gentleman from Simvoli said, he said, you know what? Why do sales professionals want to call every lead they get? It's not really a lead. I like to call them suspects. And until I qualify them, then they become a prospect. I think a big part of this is that we just want to put someone in our funnel. So it looks like we've got X number of thousands of dollars of leads in this funnel. In today's marketplace, there's less dollars around than there was a year ago for most companies. And I shouldn't say there's less dollars around, there's less dollars being spent. Lots of people are sitting on lots of money in their savings, but they're not spending it. They're conservative. And so at this particular point in time, it is more important now, more now than ever, to really understand who your ideal prospects are and focus your energy on them. Because the reality is you have to put more into getting a deal now than you did in the past. So what does that mean? That means that a prospect that was marginally profitable a year ago, because they take longer to close, are, is now not profitable at all. So as we look at this, let's go back to the first step of the sales process before anything is to identify our ideal prospect. It's not to say here, okay, let's, let's develop this product and let's push it on the marketplace. I think more importantly is who is our ideal client? So one of the things I sit down is I have my clients brainstorm all their possible criteria. We look at geography. We look at stage of business growth if it's business to business. We look at their industry. We look at the industry cycle. 
We will also look at things like, depending on what you're selling, the number of staff, the type of technologies they use. And we bring all these things into play. And ideally, at the end of the day, our goal is to develop five to seven criteria. Most sales professionals that I ask, do you have a way of weighting your A, B, and C category clients? So yes, I've got A category B's and C's. Uh, great. Let's take a look at how you categorize those. And a lot of times what occurs is that they've categorized them. But for instance, I might be a commercial banker and I might say, okay, well, this client, you know, I'm looking at the net revenues to the bank last year and the amount of energy I put in. Well, this sounds good. But this is going to cause us to invest a whole bunch of time in clients that look good that aren't. And we're also going to miss a whole bunch of opportunities. They're not looking at geographical location, for instance, the cost per acquisition. They're not looking at the client growth potential, risk potential, referral power, asset base. These are all other things they should take into consideration before they really decide if this prospect is truly a great prospect to focus on or if they decide, hey, you know what, this person didn't do a lot of business with us last year, so let's not focus on them. Yet they're doing a whole bunch of business with somebody else. So the key factor is we've got to really boil down and develop our criteria. That first step in really building a great sales process is decide what an ideal prospect is. I think it's really important as sales management, as sales leadership, is not to let our people do this on their own. Say, build your A-list and let them float off. Really, truly, this is where business intelligence, this is where marketing, this is where sales all comes together and leadership comes together and decides who our ideal prospects are. It might not be the same across all verticals in our company. If you got one CRM salesperson selling into telecom and one of them selling into hospitals and another one selling into international markets, they'll have different criteria. But overall, there needs to be a somewhat of a uniform criteria and some guidance from senior executives to make sure that our sales professionals are really, really focusing on these A category prospects. Just because the prospect loves you, remember, ideal client is this is a client you'd love to have and would love to have you too. Just because someone's banging on your door wanting to do business with you does not mean they're a qualified prospect. They might not be profitable. They might not understand why there isn't a fit. And at the end of the day, it's going to cost you a whole bunch of time and energy that doesn't give you a good return on investment. That doesn't mean you slam the door and say, I'm sorry, don't qualify. This is where you have a bunch of vendors or partners that you can refer them to that can service them so that you all win. So then we look at what is a qualified lead. A qualified lead is one where we're using multiple criteria to contact them. Or to target them. A qualified lead is one that would love to have you and you would love to have them. And often it also goes down into what Craig Elias talks about, which is looking at trigger events or what we call situational targeting. So this is where an opportunity arises or a change occurs in the marketplace where this is really an ideal prospect that can do business now. This could be a change in management. This could be a change in corporate structure. This could be people getting funding. This could be people cutting back. But what we're looking at is often there's change, growth, or turbulence. During these periods of time, this is where the opportunity lies. We know from a static perspective who our criteria is by size of company, annual revenues, number of staff, locations, industry. That's primary targeting criteria. But then we look and scan within that group and say which companies are in these situations where there's been a major shift where now there is some pain which I have a solution for. So before you stick that prospect in your list and invest the next year nurturing that prospect, really, really get honest. Are they an ideal prospect? Are they going to be that 20% or they give me 80% of my business? Is there a potential or an existing situational targeting opportunity where there's a real pain or need for what I have? If there is, I think they get onto our list. 
If there isn't, we're better off spending some time researching and prospecting for better leads than we are spending time on those less profitable opportunities. This is Shane Gibson's Closing Bigger Sales Podcast from ClosingBigger.net.